0: This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShall from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. If you would with me, turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 33. If you're there, say I'm there. Now look at the person next to you. If they don't have their Bible, say what's up with that? What's up with that? You're not supposed to say it to them. You're supposed to. You're supposed to say it in your head. <laughs> Amen. Matthew chapter six, verse thirty-three. Let's read it together. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. Everybody shout, seek first. Say first. Say prioritize. Say obsess after. Say pursue after. Say it with passion. Say pursue after the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Now, now, shout righteousness. All right, now say law. Shout law. L-A-W. Law. Say righteousness. Say alignment with the king's law. Shout amen. 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 Right. Now I want you to quickly turn to Matthew chapter three, verse thirteen through seventeen. And if you're there, shout, I'm there. Now, where's my person with the time? Okay. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now, it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all, all, seek first the kingdom of God and its, all right. Jesus says it is necessary, it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness, then John consented watch this as soon as Jesus was baptized he went up out of the water at the moment heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of god descending like a dove and alighting on him and a voice from heaven said this is my son with whom i am well pleased very quickly now turn to second peter chapter 1 Verse 17. Second Peter chapter one, verse 17. <laughs> if the person next to you's not there, tell him say, "Get there, get there." Second Peter chapter one, verse 17. He received, everybody shout honor. honor. Come on, say that with passion. Honor. honor. Say it with faith. Honor. honor. Say it like you know that honor is about to open the door to the next season and everything that you need from God. Shout honor. honor. Yes. Yes. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well. Please, somebody shout amen. I wanted to make a connection between Matthew 6.33 John chapter 3, and 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 17. And two principles I want to start off with. I want you to write down the law of honor. The law of honor. In parentheses, if you'd like, you can put the honor system. The honor system. And then underneath that, what I would like you to do is put the kingdom law of righteousness. The kingdom law of righteousness. In Matthew six thirty three, Jesus is teaching about how to have success with the kingdom. Now, how many people in here want to learn how to to have more success with with the the kingdom, shout amen. Amen. Now listen, Jesus is preaching on something that's near and dear to all of us. Uh, If you read this account of this teaching or this lecture in Luke chapter 12, you will see that Jesus is preaching to his disciples about how to tap in to the provision of God. Say amen to this. Now, God God, God God, is interesting because although he's blessed you, he has given you a kingdom that you must learn how to operate to walk into the benefits of that kingdom. The disciples now have been following Jesus for some time. That you know they want to know, listen, how do we walk into the constant provision of the kingdom of god now listen you don 't have to be shy in here, almost every person in here knows you are trying to understand how do I prosper the kingdom ways? Amen to this. Why do you think Pastor Thomas is preaching on unlocking wealth by accessing the courts of heaven? It is god 's will that all of your needs be supplied according to his riches and his glory. In in Christ Jesus. Everybody shout law. Okay, listen closely. What Jesus says is very important, it's extremely important. In fact, and my wife has heard me say this many times: Matthew 6:33 could possibly be one of the most important scriptures in the Bible in terms of manifesting the kingdom. I'm asking you to be sensitive for the next 30 to 35 minutes from what God would say to you. Because I believe there are principles in what I am about to teach you concerning the law of honor. Everybody shout honor. That will cause you to come into a greater experience of your inheritance in Christ. If you believe it, give the Lord a mighty shout. All right. All right. What Jesus is trying to get the disciples to understand when he says righteousness, shout righteousness. Is that the, there's two sides to righteousness, shout two sides. You have the Romans chapter 8 righteousness where you've been made righteous by faith. Say amen to this. Now on top of that though, there is a righteousness where you have to walk in alignment with God. Now, this is the righteousness that is not preached to us often. This is the righteousness that Pastor Tom is preaching to you about. You have to know how to apply the principles of the kingdom to experience manifestation of it. Now, Jesus is preaching to the disciples, and he's saying to them, If you are not experiencing the abundant provision of God, somewhere you are out of alignment with the kingdom. Everybody shout righteousness. Say alignment with righteousness. Now say this. Watch this. Say legal matters. When Jesus said righteousness, he is referring to the reality that you are dealing in a kingdom with a king who has a government and a law system that you must understand he only deals in legal matters. If you don't want to transform your mind to begin to think legally about the kingdom, you will never enter into the next dimension of manifestation. So what he tells them is, the kingdom of God is not for play. The kingdom of God is not something you get down after a few amens and hallelujahs. No, the Bible says that you have to seek after the kingdom. Who am I preaching to? Seek after the, ki- seek after, seek after, pursue after, obsess after, obsess. Who am I I'm preaching to somebody in here? You, you, you gotta keep seeking it and seeking it and studying it and seeking it and obsessing over it and obsess. Shout amen. When Jesus says to seek, shout seek. Come on, on, say it with passion. passion. Seek. Seek. Say it like this is going to get you your next breakthrough. Shout, seek. 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 When Jesus said seek, he meant to keep on seeking. He meant, watch this, obsession. Mm. He meant obsession. We're obsessed about a lot of things. Many of us, we're obsessed about our hair. We are obsessed about the car we drive. We are obsessed about how much money is in the bank account. We are obsessed about who knows us and who don't. Some of us have iPhones full of contacts of people we don't even like just because we're obsessed with having people around us. Look at your neighbor and say, press delete, press delete, press delete. We obsess over a lot of things. And, and, and guess what? Some obsessions are cool. Some obsessions are okay. I'm a sports person. I'm obsessed with sports. And, 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 and my wife knows I'm a, I'm a collector. And so if you were to come into our house and come into the basement, I call it the hall of champions. There is nothing but a signed memorabilia and autographed memorabilia because I have said God is not saying you can't have hobbies and you can't have other priorities. But he's saying this. The same way you're obsessing over that, you ought to be obsessing over the kingdom 10 times. To- My God, you're not obsessing. That's the problem. You're seeking, but you're not obsessing. You're praying, but you're not obsessed. Let me tell you how you know when you're obsessed with the kingdom, when you're meditating on the law day and night, night and day, day and night, night and... <laughs> and- tell your neighbor, I'm about to get obsessed. He's preaching to them about obsessing over the laws of the kingdom. When Pastor Tom is preaching to you, he's teaching you laws of the kingdom. It is your responsibility, shall responsibility, to take the principles that the man of God is teaching and to obsess over them day and He said, "You have to obsess over the kingdom." You, but listen now. This statement is sensitive. It's sensitive because if you miss the reality that you're operating in a kingdom with a real king who expects you to abide in his spiritual law, then you will end up frustrated with God because he told you to do something 10 years ago that you still haven't done because you didn't understand you were in the kingdom with the king. And when he told you to do it, it wasn't just a suggestion. It was law. Listen, the most powerful trait or ability of any government or of any kingdom is its ability to create law. The most powerful trait or ability of any kingdom government is its ability to create law. In the kingdom, that responsibility, that legislative power belongs to Jesus and Jesus only. That's why the Bible says that you can't live just by bread alone, but by every word, but by every word, but by every law that what proceeds. I'm getting there. I'm going to get there. What God is trying to teach you is how to honor his kingdom. Many of us think that the laws of the kingdom are just written on the pages. But the Bible says you don't just live by bread alone. That's the written word. But you also live by that little instruction that God gave you five years ago to get up off your rusty dusty and start the business. But you were too busy complaining about the money that wasn't in the bank account. But you didn't understand it wasn't just an instruction. It was law. God, I wish I could preach this any better than I'm preaching it right now. I need you to get the paradigm shift. Jesus does not come into your life just to be there. He doesn't come there just to inhabit. He doesn't come there just to instruct. He comes to govern. Say amen to this. He comes to legislate. So whatever it is, listen to me. If Jesus told you to do it, when he said it, it became law. Interesting enough, there is a strange connection between honor and obsession. Let me, I'm not talking about some of that half with honor that we see in the church. I'm talking about real honor. Did you hear what I just said to you? I said that there is a strange correlation between honor and obsession. Ooh, God. It's very difficult not to obsess over something or someone you're honoring. Ooh. I I don't want to lose you now. Understand now. Listen closely. Because if you ever noticed how when somebody really honors their man of God or really honor someone, people will take it for them being obsessed, for them being, who am I preaching to? When it's real honor in the house, folk that don't operate in honor can't seem to understand why you're giving like that, and why you're serving like that, why you're behaving like that. You must be out of your mind. Tell them, I'm not crazy. It's honor. The word honor in the Hebrew means to esteem, 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 esteem. It means high value. It means high reverence. It means to esteem. Somebody shout esteem. When you esteem the word of God, you honor it. And if you truly honor it, you will obsess over it. Joshua 1, chapter 1. Eight, or Chapter 1 verse 8. Be careful now to meditate on this law. Day and Day and. That's why some of you still don't get in your word. Day and. The enemy stole your obsession. But I have a feeling that I'm preaching to somebody in this place tonight. That you're about to rise above your circumstances. And get obsessed with the kingdom of God. When there is honor, somebody will always mistake it for obsession. In the kingdom of God, the highest currency is honor. The problem with that is we're living in a generation where that's not a popular message to preach. And I'm very concerned about millennial leaders and millennial preachers that are coming up because, see, what you then have is more honor than you have ambition. Write this down. Honor will always take you further than ambition. Thank you for that one clap. Amen, amen. I know I'm hitting some people. I know you probably can't clap on this. (laughs) Come on, shout amen. Watch this. Honor will always take you further than ambition. Why? For one, honor is the priority law of the kingdom. When you don't operate in honor, you are already in violation with the king. The problem with having more ambition than you have honor is that it creates the spirit of competition. And so you end up competing with people that you ought to be collaborating with. You end up trying to fight against somebody you ought to be working with because there's too much ego in the room. It's hard to have honor and ego at the same time. When a person has more ambition than they do honor, it creates a spirit of competition. And so you are actually talking about somebody you ought to be learning from. Let me help you out. You is not going to get to the level that that person is on that you keep on hating on. You might as well zip your lips, cross your legs, and say, obviously they know something that I don't know because there's somewhere that I want to be. Shout amen. Amen. Shout honor. honor. Will. Take me further. Than my ambition. It's okay to have ambition. It's okay to be inspired. It's okay to be enthusiastic and excited about the vision that God put in you. But when you have more honor instead of ambition, it will cause you on the way up the ladder of success to be more concerned about getting the success than how you got it. I said when you have ambition that's not governed by honor you will be more concerned about having the success than how you got it ambition, ambition. When it isn't governed by honor, it creates competition. So you're constantly comparing, you're constantly checking their Facebook, you're constantly checking the, 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 the face, the face, who am I preaching to? I'm gonna get up all in your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're constantly stalking them. You're insta-stalking and Facebook stalking because you are obsessed with competition. But if you would just turn down the ambition and say, God, teach me how to be a man of honor, how to be a woman of honor, I believe that. God will take you higher than your ambitions ever win. shout the law of honor when I am more ambitious than I have honor I don't care about how I get success I just want to get it Oh, this is not just true in the world, this is true in the church. How many people you know joining the church with their own selfish ambitions? How many people joined your leadership team with selfish ambitions? How many people applied in your business with selfish ambitions? When you have more ambition than you have honor, it will cause you to leave a trail of blood on your way up the ladder of success. You won't care who you cut, who you cheat, what relationship you ruin, say amen to this, and then they'll have the nerve to say God did it for me. The devil is a lie. God didn't give you that success. The way you have to hurt people to get it. The way you have to turn on relationships that God put in. Who am I preaching to? I wish I had about five people that would begin to give God a mighty praise. For the spirit of honor. No, no, no. You didn't have to get it like that. You didn't have to hurt the people you hurt to get it. You didn't have to lie on the folk you lied on to get it. You didn't have to manipulate the way you manipulated to get it. But I know what the problem was. You had more ambition than you had honor. And when that is the case, you will leave a trail of tears behind and then slap God on it and say, look at what God did for me. Is this okay? Somebody say, I needed to hear this. Come on, give the Lord a mighty hand. Come on, come on. You know that's, come on. It is very difficult to have ego and honor at the same time. It's very difficult for me to have honor and also be plagued by my ego because here's what happens when you learn honor. When you learn honor, you learn honesty. When you learn honor, you learn authenticity. See, the power of honor is that it frees you from yourself. It frees you not to be concerned about what you can get back out of the situation or out of the relationship. You're not concerned with what such and such can do for you as a result of what you did for them because you were just honoring them. Okay. I got about 10 minutes. Listen to me. You would be surprised by how much wealth God would release in your life if you would increase your honor. Some of us are talking with dreams and aspirations about how God is about to make us the next millionaire and how God is about to take us all over the globe. No, he ain't. You might as well shut your mouth and sit down, cross your legs, go back to those five people that you hurt that God put in your life. Get the relationship right. Get some honor in your life. And then maybe, God will bless you. I am tired of leaders... And young leaders thinking that ambition will get you everything that you want. You might get it, but when ambition gives it to you, you will turn around and be lonely. You won't have anybody to share your blessing with because you have to step on everybody's shoulders and head just to get it. Jesus is preaching to the disciples about righteousness. But really what he's trying to get them to understand is how much you have to honor God, honor the kingdom, and honor his word. Say amen to this. The first voice that you have to honor in your life is God. It's the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's the word of God. And if you are not obsessed over it, there is a slightly chance that you are not honoring it. Because when you honor it, the Bible says, you will meditate on it day and night, night and day. Because you understand that God said, if you do this first Joshua, then I'll prosper you. And you'll have success all of your days. Somebody shout honor. Then the second voice that you have to honor in your life is your mother and your father. Say amen to this. I believe it is Mark chapter 7 that says honor your mother and your father and it will be well with you, all of you. Isn't it interesting how early God starts teaching us honor? He starts working on it with us on our parents. (laughs) See, some of us came out of jacked up situations and our parents were jacked up and we thought that was an excuse not to honor them. I have situations and circumstances in my life where people have addictions and they have problems. And through those addictions and problems, they have frustrated me my entire life. But because of what the Bible says, I have to do what? I have to honor them. Listen, listen. When you have more ambition than you have honor, you don't understand. Honor has nothing to do with the person you're honoring. It's all about you. Ah. Honor has nothing to do with the person you're honoring. Honor is about assignment. That's why you have to understand that you have to honor the voice of your mother and father. You have to honor the voice of mentors. You have to honor the voice of leaders. You have to honor the the people that God puts in your life because that is how God recognizes your level of honor. See, the reason why you have to honor your mother and father and people that God put in your life, watch this now, is because you have something in the kingdom called relationship assignments. We we hear all about our kingdom assignment, and we hear all about our assignment in the marketplace, and I'm all for it. But can I teach you something? One of the greatest assignments that you will ever be given by God is you will be assigned to certain people. And if you don't have more honor than you have ambition, when they get on your nerves, you will just cut them out of your life. But you can't cut everybody out of your life. Some people, God assigned to you. And when you get to heaven, God is going to be asking you, why didn't you fulfill the assignment? Jesus could have boasted any accolade. I've heard preachers boast about how many cars they have, the size of their church, how big their conference is. But Jesus could have said, well, you know, we raised about 100 from the dead the other week. (laughs) Praise God. The Bible says in John chapter 17, the thing that he boasted the most was he said, these are the ones that you sent to me and I didn't lose one person. Come on, who am I preaching to? That you assigned because I honored the relationships I'm saying to you that at the close of Jesus' ministry, he didn't have Peter tally up how many people got healed. I'm saying that at the, uh, the summary of his ministry, he didn't have the disciples measure how many people got raised from the dead. I'm telling you that the standard of Jesus didn't have anything to do with how much money he made or how many people knew his name or how many itineraries his name was filled with or how many platforms he preached on. The thing that Jesus was most excited about was that he honored the relationship who am I preaching to that God had assigned to I wish you could Just dispose of everybody that got on your nerves. Ball them up like a piece of paper. Step on the trash can and throw them in it. But there are some people in your life that God has called you to work with. There's some people in your life that God you assigned you to. And that's why you're so frustrated with them. We don't get angry with people that we don't care about. We don't get frustrated with people that we don't love. Say amen to this. And your irritation with them, it just might be a sign that you're assigned to them. And if you increase your level of honor, you'll stop saying, God, how can I get them out of my life? And you'll start saying, Holy Ghost, show me how to honor them better. Maybe if I would demonstrate some honor, they will come to the Lord. Maybe if I just quit throwing Bible verses at them and scriptures at them and talking about them like they ain't nothing. But maybe if I would just demonstrate some honor, say amen to this. If I showed them what the kingdom looked like. No, honor is not a popular message. It's not the most popular thing to preach. But you would be surprised at the wealth God would unlock for you if you would improve and increase your level of honor. Give the Lord a mighty hand. The kingdom of God operates by laws. Shout laws. And one of the main laws that you need to obsess over is the law of honor. Jesus could have been excited about anything, but he was excited that he didn't lose those, those, those 12. He said the only one that got lost was doomed in the first place. Amen to this. In other words, if God signs you to me and it doesn't work out, I want my honor to be so high that if it doesn't work out, it ain't because, baby, I wasn't willing to make it work. It ain't because I didn't leave it all on the table. It was because you didn't want nothing to do with me. Who am I preaching to? I want my honor to be so great that when you walk away from me it's not because I didn't love you it's not because I didn't serve you Jesus said I didn't lose any that were sent to me can I ask you a question how many people have you lost that were assigned to you Right now, some of y'all, if we just put the camera on you, your head is spinning like the exorcist. You're going, oh, my God. How many people were assigned to you that you let go? I have some people in my life, the ministry sons and daughters. Some of them, I know. I'm assigned to them. And even when they act crazy, I understand that the Bible doesn't say that the heart of the son cries out to the father. But the Bible says that the heart of the father, say amen to this. In other words, the person with the greatest revelation of the relationship has the greatest responsibility. My time is up. Stand to your feet. If you receive that, would you just put your hands together for the word of God? Come on. You're going to enter a new season of honor right now. There's some things that you got to get your honor up about. There's some things God is about to turn around in your life. Wealth that is about to be released. All because you decided, I'm about to honor the kingdom. I'm about to honor the blessing. I'm about to honor this relationship. I'm about to honor my assignment. Who am I preaching to? Come on, put your hands together. Because now you understand. You've done all you can. Maybe it was God saying, turn around. Go back and get them. It's your assignment. Maybe it was an assignment. Assignments aren't easy. I could have preached to you about anything. But I know that the true way to the wealth and to the riches of the kingdom... Is a spirit of honor. Come on, come on! Give us the honor back, God. Give us honor back. Give us a church with honor. 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 Give us a body with honor. A church with honor. An ecclesia with honor. Give us honor today. Teach us honor today. obsession are closely related. And when honor is done right, sometimes people will think you're obsessing. Some of us we lost our obsession because of financial crisis. Because of what the devil did. We lost our obsession. Can I tell you something? It wasn't your obsession that the devil was after. It was your honor. Because he knows that the level of honor that you seek the kingdom with is direct proportion to the level of blessing, the level of wealth, the level of increase. Come on, the level of opportunity, the level of elevation, the level of promotion. Honor determines who and what you access. There are some blessings that aren't coming until you honor certain people. The devil wasn't after your obsession. He wasn't after your job. He was after your honor. But I believe that God sent me all the way from the United States, from a little city called Omaha, Nebraska, to tell you to rise up and reign. And this season, you're about to get your honor back. It's coming back, it's coming back. Come on, it's coming back, it's coming back, it's coming back. You're gonna pray like you used to, study like you used to, give like you used to. Who am I preaching? It's coming back. Come on, it's coming back. Give God a praise if you feel it coming back, if you believe it's coming back. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.